be. We've been talking about the work of the ministry. God is preparing his body, the church, right now for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is the Jesus ministry. Jesus was cut off, and in the midst of the week, he caused that sacrifice and oblation to cease. He fulfilled the law. He didn't do away with the law. He fulfilled it. He took that natural law to a natural boundary with natural people and literally raised it to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus into the spiritual realm. There we have the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus now with Christ in you, the hope of glory leading us and guiding us into all truth. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. These are the things of faith. We're earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's not just Jesus coming to my heart and I'm a sinner and Jesus saved me. All these are lies. Therefore, the Lord is doing a work in the last days to bring forth and accentuate the truth to all people, to all nations. This will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. It's the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And it'll be through his judgments. When his judgments are made manifest, then men will learn righteousness. Righteousness is he that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. The nation that forgets God, the true God in eternal life, Jesus Christ, he said, I will turn it into hell. So therefore is an, admon uh, an admonition, admonishing us that we are to diligently seek the Lord our God, earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now the final book in the Word of God is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not the revelation of the Antichrist. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things. Those things are the things of faith. It is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's delivered to his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Sentence signified it. That is signified as signification. Set to this seal that God is true. Signified it by his angel unto John. John was the forerunner of Jesus' first coming, one crying in the wilderness, make straight the paths of the Lord. For people, prepare to meet thy God. But John the Baptist did no many mighty miracles. But John in the last day will in the spirit of Elijah. And we know that Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. The restoration, for we find in Acts 3, 20 and 21, that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things, the restoration of all things. That is the reason why that we must enter into this faith for the, without this faith it's impossible to please God. 
God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Whatever he's called each individual member to do, he has dealt to them the measure of faith to accomplish that simply through obedience. Now, we see in Romans 6 that even though we have the Holy Ghost, it must be obeyed. He, the Lord Jesus, Christ in us, the Father of glory in us, must be obeyed. For whosoever you yield your members of service to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, even though we have the Holy Ghost. If we don't obey it, then it's carnal-mindedness. And to be carnally-minded is death. So sin unto death, or we can yield our members as servants to righteousness, of obedience unto righteousness. It requires obedience unto righteousness, then will yield the peaceable fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. It will yield the final perfection of the saints, in charity. Charity is not love. Charity is obedience to God in doing His will, keeping His commandments, and making your calling and election sure by faith. You add to your faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. To knowledge, you add temperance. Temperance, he that striveth for the mastery, must be temperate, self-controlled in all things. Temperance, patience, but let patience have a perfect work. Patience, godliness, that's the God life. Then godliness, you've got to have brotherly kindness, preferring your brother above yourself, earnestly contending for that faith, condescending to men of low estate with a broken and contrite spirit, the provoking the members of Christ unto good works. And finally, charity, the final step in perfection. For those that love God will keep his commandments. The remnant of her seed, the remnant of the church in Revelation 12 are the ones that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Keeping the commandments of God is that we love God. Having the testimony of Jesus is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. This testimony of Jesus is the reason John said, I'm on the Isle of Patmos. I'm your fellow, fellow servant and labor in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what in the testimony of Jesus? For the testimony of Jesus. We find in Revelation 19.10, John saw a man. He was about to worship him. Said, see that I doest it not. Don't do it. Who are you then? If anybody knew the Lord, John knew the Lord. John the Revelator, the disciple whom Jesus loved, wrote the gospel according to John, three epistles, first, second, and third John, and the book of the Revelation. If anybody knew Jesus, it is John. And John was sure that this was Jesus. It looked like Jesus. It literally had the character of Jesus. It was in the image of Jesus perfectly. It was in the light, just as he's in the light. And as John was about to worship him, he said, See thou doest it not, don't do it. 
I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren. Not an angel. I'm in the church. But the church that has gone higher in glory than a Pentecostal church, than a Book of Acts church. We've grown up into him in all things. There we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We're full, full age, fully mature, having our senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. That is, he said, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That man and the image of Jesus Christ is none other than the church. The church of the living God, the body of Christ. Compact together, fitly framed, of whichever joint supplies to that if I give itself in love. It's the body of Christ coming together in the unity of the faith not a denomination in the unity of the faith into the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God is not gnosko, for we don't know Jesus now after the flesh. They, they knew him after the flesh some 2,000 years ago when he walked upon the face of the earth, God manifest in flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. But now we don't know Jesus after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. But if the spirit dwelleth in you, houses in you, that also dwell in Christ Jesus, that same spirit of God, then that shall also quicken your mortal body. Make alive your mortal body. That life given to you and that more abundantly. The God life, godliness. Well, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, that God alive. The God alive, what is that mystery? 1 Timothy 3.16. For God was manifest in the flesh, past tense, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Jesus Christ is that God. He is God manifest. The manifesto is that Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Yahweh, Elohim, El Shaddai, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. You want to see God? You believe in God? Jesus said, believe also in me. In my Father's house of many mansions, will not so, but I told you I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Whether you get whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith to him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. From henceforth you both know him and have seen him. Well, what did they see? They saw the Christ. They saw the Lord. They saw the only begotten God, the only begotten Son, the monogamous Theos, monogamous Heos. The only begotten Son is the only begotten God, and we find that the Word made flesh and would beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The only begotten is the monogamous. It's the Yaquid, the sole, unique, solitary one. God Himself in all His fullness manifest in flesh. The expressed image of God Himself. The Father revealed 
the express image of his singular person, the Holy One of Israel. God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer, which is none other than Jesus Christ. When John saw the man, he bowed down and was going to worship him in Revelation 19.10. These are the ones uh, that through the apostles, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. What is that? For the work of the ministry, the body of Christ is called for this work. And it is the work in the Jesus ministry. As this gospel is preached unto all the world, for a witness unto all, all nations, and then the end will come. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. So, where are we now? Well, we are newborn babes, certainly, but we've grown from newborn babes. We don't stay babies. As the newborn babes desire, then sincere muck of the word, that they may grow thereby. Well, what's the next step? Little children. We know that because John said in his epistle, 1 John 2, 12 through 14, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. You've been born to the water and spirit. Your sins are forgiven. You, were re you repented and you were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, born to the water. And you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. But you have grown from babies, desiring the sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby, unto little children. Why? I write to you little children because you've known the Father. Jesus said, you've known me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. Because he said in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the Father, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. John 8, 27. They still don't understand it today for the most part in general Protestant religion in the various denominations. So God's doing a work. He's going to get us back on track and it's going to be through judgments because we've left our first love. We have literally forsaken the old past where it is a good way. We have sought out cisterns and broken cisterns that can hold no water. They're clouds with no rain. They're trees twice plucked up by the roots. They're wandering stars. They're unthankful, unholy, disobedient, disobedient to parents. Now they're heady, high-minded. They are the ones that lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. This is what we're seeing in the latter days as evil men seduces, evil men and seduces wax worse and worse. Jesus said it would. He said, I have warned you that you should not be offended. John 16. They're going to deliver you up to synagogues, deliver you out of, kick you out. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killed you will think that he did God a service. Why will they do this? Because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't know that Jesus is the Father. They haven't even grown to little children and known the Father, which is Jesus Christ, who was manifest in the days of his flesh. 
I and my Father are one, one and the self same Spirit. Well, now the book of the Revelation is carrying us on unto perfection, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, and then gives us exactly what the last day work of the ministry is in Revelation 10, Revelation 11, and Revelation 12. And it tells us there in Revelation 10, 11, and 12, those three chapters in the Word of God, in the book of the Revelation, that there is this final consummation, this final preaching, the final promulgation, proclamation, preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, to all the world for a witness, and to all nations. And then the end will come. John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming. John will forerun Jesus' second coming, just as Jesus stated in John 17. When they came down off the mount, after taking Peter, James, and John up with him, Jesus was seen with Moses and Elijah. And the Moses and Elijah that's spoken of by Malachi 4. Behold, remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Why? He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Well, we've got to have fathers then. That's a small f. Who are these fathers? Well, those are ones that have grown up into Jesus in all things. Though you have many teachers, many instructors, yet you have not many fathers. Paul talked about these fathers. He talked about a man that he saw in this last day work. That seven, that same Revelation 19.10 man that John saw. Paul saw it. And he said, I knew a man. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. Such is one caught up to the third heaven and saw things that were unlawful for a man to speak. Unlawful. Well, Paul later on said in Hebrews 9, verse 5, going 1 through 5, this uh, uh, Moses tabernacle, it had uh, a worldly image but a divine service. But he said, uh, they're talking about, he said, there's cherubim of glory, Hebrews 9, 5, shadowing the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak. We cannot speak concerning it. Now, what is so important about the cherubim of glory shadowing that mercy seat, of which now Paul said we can't speak particularly about it. What what's the what is the meaning of that? Why couldn't he speak about the cherubim of glory? Somebody said, Well, they just protect them, mercy seat protect. No, they're not. They're not protecting anything. God doesn't need protection. That is the cherubim are the living creatures. They're the Zoe and the beast, the four beasts in Revelation four and Revelation five, which are the redeemed of the Lord. But they're in a higher glory. Much higher glory than Pentecost. They're not Pentecostal. They're tabernacleist. They're not newborn babes in an embryonic church in Acts the second chapter, beginning the church age. 
These are full grown. They're fathers. They've been weaned from the milk. They've had their senses exercised thereby. They discern both good from evil. They're not newborn babes anymore. As they are unskillful. The newborn babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. This is righteousness. And the only way to obtain that righteousness, not through our own righteousness, which is of the law, because by the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved, but the righteousness of God by faith. Just as Paul stated. Now, that faith is nothing of us, for God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, being confident of this very thing, that he that hath begun a good work in you, not us, he began the good work. He will also finish it until the day of the Lord Jesus. This is where we are now in the body of Christ, in the work of the ministry, as God's preparing his body for something far, far greater than the upper room, than the former rain, than Azusa Street, than all the past revivals, because it's a new thing. It's not revival. It is the new thing. God said, I'll do a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. Jeremiah 31, 22. What is that? Well, there's a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, the moon and under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. We find this woman, not married 2,000 years ago, but the church presently, that's birthing a man-child. She's crying into vain pain to be delivered. She brought forth a man-child caught up to God and to his throne. That man-child is that man you're reading about in Revelation 19.10. Same one. John saw it. Paul saw it. I saw a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. Such as one caught up to the third heaven and saw things which was unlawful for a man to speak. What things? Well, the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat, which now, Paul said, we cannot speak particularly. It wasn't time, but now it's time. Seals, trumpets, and vows, and the Lamb of God hath prevailed to open the seals of the book. For what now? It is open, for the time is at hand. We're seeing there that this testimony of Jesus is the sole reason the difference between a newborn baby, a little child, little children, and the final steps of young men that the Word of God is strong in them and they've overcome the wicked one, and fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. You find that in 1 John 2, 12-14. It gives us the steps going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And here we are. John saw it. Paul saw it. David saw it. All of them, the Old Testament prophets prophesied of it, of the glory that should come. Christ is that. He's the beginning and the ending. He's the first and the last, which is and was and is to come, the Almighty God. So it's the revealing of Jesus Christ. Nothing 
other than Jesus Christ, who is the Father of glory. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is El Shaddai. He is Elohim. He is Yahweh. He is the Tetragrammaton, the Yud, Ha, Wa, Ha. He is that God. The Lord is that Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face right now, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed. There's a change happening right now. Changed into the same image from glory to glory. Not by us, but even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. He has shown us the four faces in the cherubim of glory in Genesis 3. He said cherubim, capital C, outside of the garden of God with a flaming sword, turning ever which way to keep the way of the tree of life. That's a capital C. A cherubim is none other than Jesus Christ himself. It is... Uh, Depicted as a lion, man, ox, and eagle. Cherubim. We see it in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10 by the river Kibar. They have the appearance of a man, Ezekiel 1, 5. Coming out of the fire, Holy Ghost, amber, the hottest fire there is, cleansing fire. They have an appearance of a man. What man? The same man you see in Revelation 19, 10. The same man that Paul saw caught up to the third heaven. That saw these things. Reveal to this body of Christ in the last days. These cherubim shadowing the mercy seat. The cherubim are the living creatures of Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. Therefore, in 20 seats in heaven, therefore, in 20 elders. And that speaks of the priesthood. Four and 20 seats in heaven were, were made, the body of Christ, are made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's what he brought to usward, the body of Christ, when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, exalted. Not a physical, not a physical chire right hand, but dexios, exaltation. Where is Jesus? Well, he says in Revelation 3.21, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Okay, he prepared a place for us. Said he would. And those are what? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1. In Revelation 3 21, well, where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame, Jesus said, and am set, S E T, a state of glory, not S I T, in a physical place, but S E T, set, settled down with my Father in. His throne. You see the word made flesh, the only begotten God, the only begotten Son of God, the Yaqid, the so unique only one. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father. Right then. Always has been, always will be. God Almighty. He hath declared him. Why? Because he's God manifest in the flesh. He is Yahweh. Jesus is salvation. That is, uh, that is Yeshua, Hamashiach. That is Jesus the Messiah. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. But now we are coming into the unity of the faith. 
into the knowledge of the Son of God. Somebody says, well, we don't know him after the flesh anymore, but we know him after the Spirit. Is that what it means? No. It means that you've grown up into him in all things. It's not gnosko, where you know Jesus after the Spirit, having the Spirit of Jesus in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, which is the Father, being one body, one Spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, the Father of all, and in us all. Well, who is that Christ in us? Jesus Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Well, we know that. We know him after the Spirit. But the knowledge of the Son of God there is not gnosko. It's epi-gnosko. Epi, much higher in glory. How much higher in glory? Well, it tells us, unto a perfect man, that man that John saw, Revelation 19.10, yes, in the same image of Jesus Christ. The same man that Paul saw caught up to the third heaven, yes, that same man. Same man that Daniel saw. That same one that John saw in Revelation 1. One like the Son of Man standing in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks with a wheel in the middle of a wheel. There were so many wheels there, but into the wheels it was cried in my hearing, oh, wheel, only one wheel. But we're one with the Lord Jesus Christ. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. We are the body of the Christ. We are members in particular. He is the head of the body, which is his church. That is the mystery of Christ and the church. A man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. I speak a mystery, Paul said, of Christ and the church, his body. Well, what is that man? Well, we're coming to that perfect man, the body of Christ coming unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4, 11 through 14. Growing up into him in all things. What are all things? The things of faith. What things do we have that we're still in need of? Revelation 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto us servants things. What things? The things of faith. How many things? All things. And that's the reason why in Revelation 10, John was to take that little book out of the angel's hand. He heard what the seven thunders uttered and heard their voices and was about to write. It's the last day, consummation of all things, summoned. And God's voice thunders. And the time is coming, and now is when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. And we're hearing, and we're hearing that voice. Literally spoken to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches in Revelation, the second and the third chapter for overcomers. We are that body of Christ that we are to know all things, being led and guided into all truth, not in the sweet by and by, but now before the second coming of Jesus, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, before the gathering of ourselves under Christ in the air, in 2 Thessalonians 2, and are gathering together unto him. It's given to us to know these things, uh, 
And these things, you know all things. 1 John 2, 20-22. You have an unction from the Holy One, this one man. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you know all things. That's the things of faith. How do you know all things? Through the Holy Ghost. Not through intellectual, but through the Holy Ghost in you. For he is a leader and guides us into all truth. And will speak of Jesus. Speaks not of himself, but speaks of Jesus. For all that the Father's given is given unto him. Therefore, I said, Jesus said, he speaks of me and show you things. What things? That will come to pass. That's all truth. And you know all things. And you know all truth. No lies of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. There's a foundation of the church. 1 John 2.22. He is an antichrist that has denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is the Father of glory. If you've been taught and established in the doctrine of Christ, you know that Christ is the Father. And that's the invisible spirit. And you know Christ is the Son. That invisible spirit made manifest in the image of the invisible God. He is that spirit. He sent forth the spirit of his son in our hearts where about to cry, Abba, Father, one and the self-same spirit, just as Jesus said. Well, that is exactly what has happened in Revelation 19.10. We see that man. We have grown up into him in all things. We are led and guided into all truth, unto a perfect man, into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine now. We're established in the faith. And those that are, are being sealed now for the work of the ministry, which is just ahead for those that have an ear to hear. God's doing it now. The ones in Revelation 4 and 5 are the overcomers that you have read about in Revelation, the second and third chapter. And he that overcome it. He that overcome it. And it says there, I'll give him a rod. He'll rule the nations. I'll give him the morning star. As a vessel of a potter shall they be beaten to shivers. I will give him the morning star. You'll reign and rule with Christ a thousand years as kings and priests. Then he takes you into the throne revelation. Not raptured, but Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. He lets you see the throne, the four and twenty seats before the throne of God. Before God himself. And there were four and twenty elders seated upon those thrones. And four beasts, four living creatures, four zoe, Z-O-E, four living creatures. And they are lion, man, calf, and eagle. Why? Because it's a man-child at that point. But the man-child will become that full-grown man. We read about it in Revelation 12. In Revelation 10, 11, and 12, it speaks of the body of Christ coming as the two witnesses, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ, the Spirit of God, is one witness. You, the body of Christ, is the other witness. You have that in John 8, 13. Jesus, in the days of his flesh, God was manifest in the flesh. In the days of his flesh, God's own body, God's own flesh. 
the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record's not true. Well, there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They're one in the self-same spirit. It didn't say Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It said Father, Word, and Holy Ghost. The Father is that invisible spirit, the creator of all, Jesus Christ, that created all things, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, whether it be things visible, invisible, all things were made by him. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. He's the father of glory. He is that everlasting father, Isaiah 9, 6. He is that mighty God. Well, not only that, that we have that Jesus, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, but we see there in uh, Revelation 12, that it's born of that woman. But it's born through great trials, great tribulation, sorrow, birth pangs, as we see, have been told about Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. These are the beginning of sorrows. Kingdom against kingdom. Nation against nation. There'll be earthquakes in diverse places. Famines. Pestilence, plagues. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Birth pains. Why the birth pains? To bring forth Christ in the body of Christ, the church, the woman. And we find that it's not Mary 2,000 years ago because it says in Revelation 12, she brought forth a man-child, caught up to God, caught up to his throne. That is the same thing Paul saw in that man caught up to the third heaven. That's the same thing John saw in Revelation 19.10. That's the same thing that Jesus said you're called for. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. He also said there's a church in Rome that whom the Lord did foreknow, he did, did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many, among many sons. And those that, that foreknew, that he predestinated, those that he predestinated, them he called. Well, there's many called, few chosen. But them that he called, he justified. Justification by faith. Is that it? No. And those that he justified, them he also glorified. For what? To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Not something less. To come to the full measure of Jesus Christ. So therefore you have, for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the saints, for the edification of the body, edifying of the body of Christ, building up the body of Christ, whichever joint supplies that edifying of itself in love, through the supply of the Spirit, then the unity, the unity of the faith, the unity of the faith, not a denomination, not some, not some denominational man-made creed, but the faith, these things, and all truth. And this unity of the faith into the knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge is epigonosco, not gonosco, but epigonosco. Coming to Jesus in fullness of stature unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Not in the sweet by and by, but now, as God is calling his body to perfection now sealing his body 
now for the work that is just ahead. For those that have an ear to hear. Jesus told his disciples that when these things, all these things begin to come to pass, all these sorrows and birth pains, man's hearts failing them to fear because of the powers of heaven that are being shaken, coming upon the earth. We're seeing them today. Then look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Well, exactly what we are seeing in the work of the ministry now, that God is sealing his people now, his servants, that will go on into, into obedience unto righteousness. Not staying in the old store, not staying in the old wine, but the new wine. Not the old thing, but the new thing, that God will do the great thing. And he said, Awake ye drunkards and howl you priests and ministers of my God. Why? Because the new wine is cut off from you. The new thing that God is doing now. Because we're asleep. The body of Christ is content with one verse. Well, I'm safe, sanctified, there's nothing else. I'm on, I'm on my way to heaven and forget about the rest of it. We don't get in the book of the Revelation because it's a scary thing. <laughs> it's written to you, the body of Christ, the servants of God, to show you those things of faith that will shortly and must shortly come to pass. Those that hear and keep the words of the book of this prophecy shall be blessed. In Revelation 2 and 3, the second and third chapter, they're the overcomers. Those are the ones that the word of God is strong in them. And they have overcome the wicked one. They're overcomers. Then those same ones that they're sealed there as overcomers, they've reached that stage of faith, that stage of glory, that state of glory. Then there's another going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, to the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, even as by the Spirit of the Lord in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. Not only four, four and twenty elders, there are four beasts there, the lion, man, calf, and eagle, which are the living creatures. They are the four beasts before the throne of God. In Revelation 5, it says that the four and twenty elders and the four beasts sing the song of the redeemed. Those are not angels. God didn't redeem the angels. He didn't take on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Well, who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches? The time is now. Uh, people are quote, oh, blessings and power. You know, you've got this, you got that. You gather for corn and wine, talking about the power of God and what, but none considering the work of God that you're called for, missing the mark. You're talking about the benefits of all that will God will do, but then not overlooking the faith that must be delivered to the saints. That's a gross error. You're wanting the, the blessings of God, but you're not willing to obey unto obedience, unto, unto righteousness, which is like saying, I want the gift, but I don't want to receive it. I want it. I claim it, but I'm not going to reach out 
and do those things of faith in the leading of the Holy Ghost to get it. <laughs> I'm not going to receive it, but I want it. Well, there's only one way to receive it, and that's the faith that was once delivered to the saints to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto John. It said the book of this prophecy, that if you add anything to the words of the book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added unto us. And if we take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, our names will be blotted out of the book of life and out of the holy city. Hmm. Very serious thing. So this is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God is calling his body for right now. And the cherubim of glory, the living creatures, uh, is what? Is the thing that God is doing now in the new thing. It is the new wine. It is that which has been secreted. That he's spoken in Proverbs, but now I'll show you plainly of the Father the work of the ministry. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the churches. Oh, that they were wise, that they would consider their latter end to the law and to the testimony. The law, the Spirit of life and Christ Jesus, to the testimony. The testimony of Jesus, which is the Spirit of prophecy. Why? If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. The work is now. God's doing it now. We want to hear from you. There'll be more. We'll go into the cherubim, the work of the ministry. The cherubim are not angels. They're the body of Christ that has gone higher in glory than a Pentecostal called a tabernacleist. They're going on higher in glory to obtaining the faith that was once delivered to the saints and knowing these things uh, unto perfection. We'd love to hear from you. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can drop us a line or a message at sealinggodspeople.org or sealinggodspeople.com, either way. Or write to me, visit our website, dennisbeard.org. And we thank you for your prayerful support and your financial offering. Because it's only through your gifts that we're able to bring these podcasts to you and the videos that we're bringing to you now. There, many of you in India are following. You want to know when we're going to put the Bible classes up. It'll be there soon. Uh, pray for us as we are led of the Holy Ghost for all God's will to be done. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.